Welcome to My Adventures in Healing, stories and tales from my messy journey of transformation. Buckle up for a wild and wacky ride because truth is often stranger than fiction. I'm Jamie, and I will be your guide into the twists and turns of my adventurous life. I'm so glad you're here with me. Let's jump right in. Here we go again. So today's episode, and probably the next few episodes in sincerity, because this topic is just really rich and deep and full of like components and insights to share. But this episode and probably the next episode or two, really going to be focusing on navigating through this uncoupling, navigating through divorce. And, you know, what was going on inside of me as I was trying to be more present and intentional simultaneously as I was navigating this sort of like third big event in my life in a relatively short period of time, right? Like I've I talked to you in previous episodes about like my mother's passing and then uh, my then husband's cancer journey and and divorce really felt like this sort of like third um, triptych, if you will, like this third panel in the series of major life events that were happening. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Like my mother's passing in 2015, my husband's cancer in 2016 and now divorce in 2017. It was sort of like, oh my goodness, one major event a year. How are we going to get through this? And I, I say that because I, I was trying to learn from those other experiences. And as I shared in the past few episodes, you know, this time in 2017 for me, had been this time of cracking open, I was becoming a little bit more like aware and tuned in and intentional around what was happening in my life and maybe my role in contributing to it and trying to figure out how I wanted to navigate through things. And I definitely found myself in this time in September of 2017 on the heels of him telling me that he wanted to be done and wanted this divorce, like being really intentional around, okay, this is happening. Again, leaning into that question of how do I want to show up in this? What do I want to learn from what's happened before? And how am I going to apply those lessons? And one of the things that really stood out for me, and I, it, It just, I think, kind of just came into my awareness. I don't really remember like an aha moment, but I remember it being sort of ever present during this time was this sense of I didn't handle my mother's death or my husband's cancer well. Like I, I felt this sense of I could have done it better. And not just like looking back and saying, I should have done it differently. I could have done it better. But this awareness of, 
I want to take the lessons from those experiences and apply them to this situation now. And the kind of the the areas that stood out for me were desiring to be more present, not sort of like disconnecting and tuning out so much. So desiring to be more present, asking for more help, like leaning into the support systems that were available. So talking with my therapist, talking to friends, allowing myself to be seen and witnessed. And I kind of shared how some of those things, I'd had some experiences along the way that had given me a taste of that. And then wanting, desiring to be more intentional around how I was taking care of myself and choices in that arena. And so desiring to eat better, desiring to limit my alcohol, desiring to exercise more, just really desiring to be a better version of me as I was navigating through these challenges. Like that was in like the the front of my awareness. That was very present for me as a result, again, of looking back and saying, I didn't do that very well in those other circumstances and kind of realizing that maybe that was part of the problem and part of what had unfolded in our marriage was me not showing up well, me not showing up as a better version of myself. And so perhaps I needed to tune in and listen to that wisdom and do this third major event differently. So this idea of showing up differently was definitely active um, for me in those initial few weeks um, following, you know, sort of like that bombshell awareness of I no longer want to be married. The other thing that was really present for me, and I want to explain why this was important for me, but I shared last time about really intentionally wanting to navigate through this time with compassion And that was something that had become evident for me, again, as a result of those other experiences. With my mother's passing, in the days leading up to her passing away, we had been estranged for a number of years. And when I showed up to be present with her, I really showed up in an energy of compassion and forgiveness And that energy felt very authentic and aligned for me. And I remember being able to be present with her in this energy of like love and forgiveness and compassion. And it felt very good and it felt very authentic. And there was something in that that was like, okay, this is aligned for me and who I am and what I believe in. And my values, and I had that experience with her of how that felt in my body, that this idea of compassion and forgiveness and love is essential to who I am. It's one of my values, and being able to show up that way, regardless of the circumstances, felt good to me. It felt good to me as a as the human, right? Like, it's not like I desire to show up this way because of other people, but I desire to show up this way because it feels good and natural to me and for me. And so I'd had that experience with her 
And I, I had this awareness and knowledge that feeling that way again would be helpful to me navigating through the divorce. That anchoring into compassion and love is sort of like natural to me. It's my natural mode and energy. And that leaning into that would help me. I had the awareness of that during this time. And in fact, I'd had a powerful experience. I think it was after our trip to Greece, but before my then husband told me he wanted to divorce, I had gone to, I had signed up for a vision quest meditation with a local um, medicine woman. And if you've ever been to a vision quest session or not, it's kind of, it's like a guided meditation. Often you interact maybe with a spirit animal. There's sort of this guided meditation connecting to yourself, to your higher self, connecting to messages or insights that want to come from within. And so there were some themes and elements that emerged in that vision quest or guided meditation that kind of stood out to me. One is um, my spirit animal that I connected with through the meditation is one that's always been sort of ever present in my life, which is the butterfly. And a butterfly is often symbolic of transformation, right? The metamorphosis from the caterpillar into the butterfly. And so even though at the time I went through this guided meditation, I was not yet aware that we were going to be embarking on divorce, this idea of transformation and this being a time of transformation, that theme was alive within me um, and the butterfly was present in my meditation. And this like awareness of desiring to change, desiring to be a better version of myself was certainly those themes were present in the meditation. One of the other things that often happens within a meditation is towards the end, you're you're given a gift or a symbol or a sign um, that often has a message associated with it to kind of like take back with you into your into your regular daily life. And the gift that was given to me by my spirit guide, my butterfly, was this small uh, rose quartz egg. And interestingly enough, I had gone, I think the week before, to a local New Age crystal shop. And I'd been walking through the store and sort of allowing things to speak to me. And I'd seen this plate or bowl of rose quartz and knew that rose quartz was like associated with the heart and was just drawn to it and had picked up this little egg and purchased it. So that was like a week or two before, I can't remember. But anyway, in the guided meditation, the gift that was given to me by my spirit animal or spirit guide was that rose quartz egg. And after the guided meditation, when we were sort of decompressing and integrating and talking about the messages and signs and gifts that we'd received, and I was sharing that I had been given this egg that I already had, the medicine woman said, you know, that's unusual to receive something that's already yours. Perhaps you want to reflect on, like, if there's any deeper meaning or message associated with that. And, and as I was sitting there reflecting and sort of journaling, the message that came to me was, you know, my heart energy, 
My heart, my compassion, my love is one of my greatest gifts and my greatest strengths. And I'm being reminded in this vision that that is a part of me. And I'm being gifted this egg that's associated with the heart to remind me that that, you know, is sort of like always with me and to lean into my heart and my compassion and into love. And so that was kind of like the message that had bubbled up for me during that vision quest and guided meditation. And I think it was on like a Sunday. And so that night, you know, I went home and did what have you. And that night when I was sleeping, I remember waking up around four in the morning, which was unusual because I'm a very sound sleeper. So it was unusual to wake up in the middle of the night or early morning. And I woke up out of a deep sleep and I felt this heat, this sort of like intense heat in my chest area. And it it actually sort of felt like there was sort of like this hot um, pressure in my chest. And the awareness that came to me was that the, the armor that had been around my heart was melting away. That was kind of like what came to me as I was laying there sort of breathing deeply and trying not to hyperventilate because it was sort of an intense heat sensation in my chest. I woke up out of the blue feeling this, like, what is going on? But I was just like, okay, what is the message in this? What's the awareness? And it was this flash just came to me that there was this melting away of this armor around my chest. And then I ended up sort of laying there reflecting on that a little bit and then going back to sleep. And the next morning I woke up and I just remember like remembering the the vision quest session, remembering the gift of the egg, remembering this reminder to connect to my heart and to compassion and this waking up in the middle of the night and feeling this armor sort of melting away. And I burst into tears. And I remember my then husband was in our adjoining bathroom at the time. And he came in and was like, what's going on? Are you okay? And I I was crying so hard. I, I didn't know how to explain what I was feeling. And all I could say was, I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, like feeling a lot. And he ended up climbing into bed and putting his arm around me and holding me while I cried. And it was this really tender sweet moment that honestly made me a bit hopeful and sort of like gave me this sense of like deeper connection and intimacy with him, which I'd been wanting, even though I couldn't explain really what was going on. I just felt this release and opening in my heart and this guidance from within to really lean into compassion and love. And I think, I don't remember exactly, but I I feel like that was a couple weeks before he shared that uh, he was ready to be done. But in the weeks that followed, that experience would come back to me over and over. And that reminder that my way through this, one of the key values for me, one of the key things for me in order to feel like myself and to feel in my truth would be to anchor over and over into love. 
And in fact, to remind myself of that, I went back to that same um, New Age crystal shop and I would end up buying several little flat disc rose quartz pieces and I would start carrying them in my bra close to my heart over the next couple months to just sort of like energetically strengthen me and support me um, and to support my heart because it felt like for me, you know, the sadness and the grief of letting go of our relationship and letting go with love, I felt like I needed that extra nourishment and support in my heart space in order to do that. And so I just share that because I remember at the time sharing with people that I wanted to navigate from this place of compassion and other people being frustrated on my behalf or disappointed or like, you need to get angry or you need to do whatever. You know, I think wanting to encourage me, you know, to to whatever in this process. But for me, compassion was not about going easy on him. It was not about turning the blind eye. It was not about turning the other cheek. It was not about this sort of like spiritual bypassing concept. Compassion for me was anchoring into a value that felt aligned and authentic for me and was very nourishing to me during this time. And I share this because I think that being intentional around how we navigate difficult experiences is really important. And finding a path through it that feels aligned for you and feels empowering, encouraging, energizing. Like for me, my heart space, like it is one of my superpowers. And so that reminder to anchor into my heart was actually really helpful for me because that energy nourished me and helped me stay connected to my truth as I was navigating through the stuff that was very difficult. And so I wanted to share that because I wanted to share the why behind it. Um, that it was really about me choosing a path that felt aligned for me and nourishing for me. So I was trying to navigate with greater presence. I was trying to navigate and ask for help for other people. I was trying to make better choices about how I was taking care of myself. And I was trying to navigate with this like focus on being in a space of love and compassion because that felt natural and authentic to who I am. Now, at the same time, right, I also kind of needed a goal. Like, this was shitty. This was, like, just pardon my French, but really challenging. He didn't want to be married anymore. And I I don't know that it's so much that I did want to be married, but I didn't want to fail at marriage. I hadn't yet like figured out how to navigate through that. And so I was also feeling this rejection, right? Like the the truth that he didn't love me anymore and he wasn't in love with me and he didn't want to be with me. And like sitting in the truth and discomfort of like 
my partner saying that to me and that that was true for him and how was I going to reconcile that felt horrible. And so I needed something to kind of like motivate me. And for whatever reason, like, and our, our egos need what they need, right? Like somehow what clicked for me, what was motivating for me was, you know, I was his second wife, soon to be second ex-wife. And somehow it came into my head, I'm going to be the best ex-wife, right? And so that was like this weird motivator for me. And kind of coupled with that was also this motivator of, well, if I failed at marriage, what if I kick ass at divorce, right? Like there was this bizarrely motivating, like performative, like competitive element that was kind of guiding me forward. And I think that, you know, as I've worked with other people navigating through loss and transition, you know, new jobs or ends of relationships or what have you, having something that motivates and pulls you forward is super useful. And it doesn't, I guess I'm sharing this because it doesn't really matter what it is. And over time, what was motivating me would change. But in those first few weeks, what honestly motivated me was this idea of I want to be the best ex-wife and I want to kick ass at divorce. And I want to like try to do this the best that I can and kind of prove that I'm not a total fuck up, right? Like, I mean, that was like very real and alive for me. And and it didn't like take too long for that to morph into like, I want him to feel like I want to thrive and I want him to feel like, oh man, maybe I messed up. Maybe I should have believed in her a little bit longer. You know, there, it sort of quickly morphed into I'm going to live my best life and I'll show him and he's going to regret letting me go. And, you know, I think that's very human. I think that, that having those um, motivations, particularly in the absence of knowing what I wanted next, right? Like, I wasn't ready to figure out what was going to happen next in my life. I didn't know. There were so many unknowns. And so that interim motivator and goal was, I'm going to be the best ex-wife. I'm going to kick ass at divorce and I'll show him. He'll regret giving up on me and letting me go. And that helped, right? Like having that goal, that motivator help to balance out some of the other discomfort that I was also learning to be present with, which is he doesn't love me. He's not attracted to me. He doesn't want to be with me, right? Like I was trying to, I think my brain, my spirit, my heart was trying to balance out some of that discomfort and give me something to strive for. And uh, I think that that is a very normal human thing. And looking back, I'm grateful because as bizarre as that was for my motivation in the interim, it was super helpful as well. Um, you know, it's funny. 
At that time, and I remember sort of having this realization, one of my greatest fears up until that point, quite frankly, had been that someone would fall out of love with me and leave me, right? Like I had this sort of like fear of abandonment. And I came to realize in the months and years ahead as I was grieving and working through things and looking back on my life that that fear stemmed from a previous experience I'd had with another um, love affair. But I remember at this time, you know, that that was a very active fear for me, that someone was going to fall out of love with me and that I was going to be alone. Those were sort of like my two most active fears at that time. And I remember on the heels of him telling me, you know, I don't love you anymore. I'm not in love with you. I'm not attracted to you. That was another piece, right? Like that I, I had this fear that I wasn't attractive enough or beautiful enough. Um, that was definitely a deep wound inside of me. And so like on the heels of hearing those things and kind of like sitting with the discomfort of that, I also remember feeling like, oh, wow, my worst fears have come true, right? Like one of two of my greatest fears are that someone's going to no longer find me appealing, no longer love me, leave me, and that they're not going to be attracted to me, right? Like these were two of my greatest fears and here they were coming true and kind of sitting with that and allowing myself to feel it and go, huh, okay, so this is like rock bottom. My worst fears are here. The only direction there is to go is sort of like up. Like there was just this like sense of freedom in that realization, right? Like if these are my worst fears and they're here and I'm experiencing them and I'm feeling them and I haven't like spontaneously combusted and disappeared, wow, okay, so the worst has happened, what now? And just like, I don't know, there was something sort of liberating for me in the experience of the worst fear and then sort of going, oh, okay, well, now what's next? Like I, the road ahead is sort of wide open. There was this sense of like freedom in okay, I've kind of experienced the worst or I'm in the midst of experiencing it. So now, like, there's nothing else to fear. That was kind of like, there was sort of an awareness of that. There was also at this time, and I don't know, again, what kind of clicked for me but there was something that clicked inside of me and and maybe it came from like really being present and sitting with the discomfort and all the feelings, like tuning in and not sort of like trying to solve, but just like this is the truth of what's happening. And so I'm going to just sit with it. But there was some clarity. It was like I don't know, like a, a veil had been lifted from my eyes, maybe denial or things I didn't want to look at. I was sort of like forced to look at stuff that I didn't want to look at, I guess. And I was starting to see 
my life and our relationship differently. I mean, I, I really don't know how to describe what happened, but there was something that sort of like clicked and pivoted. And maybe it was just that I started looking at and thinking about our life. I started wondering how did we get to this place? I started thinking about what was the path that led us to this place where he doesn't want to be married anymore, right? Like, I guess that may have been it, that I was, my brain was trying to make sense of the circumstances we were in. And I started looking back at our life from this lens of curiosity and um, like looking at it from this lens of why and how would we have gotten to this place? And as a result of that, I started seeing things differently. I started remembering conversations. I started noticing behaviors and interactions on my part. I started noticing silence and disconnect, right? Like, Because maybe I was trying to understand how we got to this place, I looked back through this lens of openness or curiosity around how deep the disconnects may have been and where they were and all these things. And I really started to see our relationship differently through this different lens. And with that clarity and looking back that way, I started to feel really guilty. I started to notice patterns and behaviors um, of my own. I started to notice some of the social anxiety that had been present for me. I started to notice how much I had been drinking alcohol and using it as a method of escape. I noticed the ways in which I had stopped taking care of myself and had become much more stressed and angry. Like I I really was like looking back and noticing these patterns in our relationship and how they'd shifted over time. Um, I also found myself looking back through photos in Facebook, kind of looking, if you've ever done that, like gone into your albums of things that had been posted and looking back over time, looking at things that my then husband had posted of us together. And what was interesting, I remember doing that. I remember looking back at some of the Facebook images and seeing with different clarity, seeing with different eyes, some of the posts he'd made about me, how much he loved me, how much he'd celebrated me. And looking back and realizing that I don't think I knew how to receive that then, right? I remember... um, So we, this was unfolding in the summer or in the fall of 2017. And I remember flipping back through Facebook and seeing a post he made when he and I had gone on a trip, a weekend trip to Savannah for my birthday. And I think it was in 2013 or 2014, right? So it had been several years before. And he had made a lovely post in Facebook about how much he adored his beautiful wife. 
And I looked at that post with different eyes in 2017. I didn't remember him making that post. I didn't remember him celebrating me. I didn't remember allowing myself to feel his appreciation and love. And I started to notice the ways in which I probably rejected, had been rejecting him and his love and appreciation and or didn't know how to receive it, right? And so these were some of the types of things that started to become aware. Like I, they started to pop up into my awareness in that time frame, right? In September of 2017, after he told me like he was just done and again, because I was curious about, like, how did we end up here? I was looking back on things with this openness, with these, with different eyes, with this different lens of perspective and seeing things that I hadn't seen before, seeing ways in which I couldn't receive his love and appreciation or didn't, seeing the ways in which I showed up or didn't show up, you know? And so there was part of the discomfort for me during that time was not just the discomfort of him not wanting to be with me anymore, but the discomfort that was stemming from my awareness of patterns and behaviors that had been present for years in our relationship that I was just starting to see differently and with different eyes and perspective and all of sort of the like guilt and some shame that was bubbling up with it of oh my goodness I wasn't present I wasn't engaged I didn't know how to receive all this sort of that like you know when we describe it as hindsight 2020, like that's kind of what was happening for me in this time frame. As I was looking back, I was seeing things differently. And there was this um, bubbling up of, oh my goodness, if I'd known then what I know now, what might have unfolded differently? There was this sense of regret. And that was probably one of the first times in my life I'd really experienced um, regret like that. Um, and that was definitely alive during this time. This sense of, oh, wow, like, I didn't know then what I know now, and I can't go back and fix it, right? Like, that ship has sailed. He's done. I had someone that really loved me and somehow along the way that was lost and now it's too late and accepting that sitting with the discovery and the disappointment and the discomfort of that and trying to be present with that and not run <laughs> screaming from it was um it taught me a great deal and it it made an impression um and one of the pieces of wisdom that I would carry forward with me that I feel is really um impactful and something I use to this day 
is that in these moments of intense discomfort, there is often wisdom for us, right? Like sitting in the discomfort of the realization of some of those patterns and behaviors and things that I'd wished I'd done differently. I think what landed for me was if we want to alchemize the discomfort into something useful, the only way to do that is to like learn from it, right? Like, so what lesson do I want to take from this discomfort moving forward um, to guide my life differently? And and I think that's why there's these few weeks and months on the heels of those you know, that realization around divorce was so powerful because one, I was being present and two, I was kind of being confronted with these waves and insights of discomfort over and over and over, right? And so there were all these different lessons that were kind of like bubbling up for me, lessons and discoveries. And and really like tuning into them and being like, oh, God, this is uncomfortable and painful, but what do I want to learn from this? What do I want to take forward? That sort of gave me an anchor point. You know, again, like that was like this guide helping me through it, right? Like, I think when we're dealing with deep feelings, um, discomfort, grief, what have you, like, it can feel overwhelming if we just feel like we're drowning in them. And one of the ways through intense feelings and experiences for me is like, is this idea of how do I want to allow this to guide me? What's the wisdom in this for me? And particularly with discomfort, I feel like there's so much wisdom, right? This is uncomfortable for me because I'm seeing something that I wish I'd done differently. And if I learn from that, if I let that lesson inform how I show up moving forward, then the discomfort has purpose and meaning. And for whatever reason, I find that really helpful And I find it less overwhelming somehow, like that anchoring into the meaning and the lesson helps me not feel like I'm drowning in the discomfort. And so these were some of the things that were just like kind of all of these things were bubbling up and alive for me as I was trying to figure out how do I want to show up in this? One of the other things that was bubbling up was this idea that the freedom that kind of was coming with this idea of divorce, right? Like I didn't want divorce. I felt like we should be trying to fix our marriage because we'd promised to each other. But he was taking that choice away from me, right? Like he um, didn't want to be married anymore and wanted the chapter to be done. And that decision and choice didn't give, like, there wasn't a choice for me related to that, right? Like his choice was sort of like negating my choice, right? Like he didn't want to move forward. And so it took away um, my choice, but it also created this freedom in the sense that 
we were no longer navigating a path jointly, right? Like the, his choice to divorce meant he was going to move forward and I was going to move forward and we were going to do that separately. Now, we still had things to sort out. Um, and I'll probably talk about that next time, like the the process of unentangling our lives. But like there was some freedom and some relief that started to bubble up for me as I started to thinking about, oh, like if we're divorcing, this means the path forward for me is my path forward. I no longer need to worry about his path. And it it might sound weird, but like that was like sort of like an aha moment for me. Like, oh, if we divorce, then his stuff is his stuff. I don't need to worry about it anymore. It's no longer my problem. And that really started to bubble up and become aware for me in this time so much so that um often when i was talking with friends processing things sharing out loud and they were like well what's going on with him and i would find myself often answering i don't know that's not my problem and i found that very freeing there was something really beautiful in that for me of this letting go of worrying about other people's stuff. And probably because I'd spent so many years in these sort of like people-pleasing behaviors and focusing on trying to solve and fix everybody else's stuff, I remember at this time just feeling this like freedom and this deep breath of, of fresh possibility with, wow, I might not what if I only need to worry about my stuff? And that was just sort of like this new lens that started to appear during this time. So, you know, like divorce or the end of a major relationship is difficult, right? And for me, it was this time of like discomfort like sitting with these truths of things I was seeing differently. I was really disappointed in myself. I was experiencing this deep sense of like failure for the first time, like not having an outcome really be able to be solved, right? Like this is the first time where like the outcome that I desired wasn't really unfolding But it was also a time of discovery where I was starting to see and feel some things differently. I was starting to experience a little bit of pride um, during this time. I was proud of the fact that I was being more present. I was proud of the fact that I was eating well and limiting alcohol, that I was doing things like meditation and yoga, that I was choosing a path that felt intentional and nourishing and aligned, like that gave me a sense of pride and a sense of, wow, I've learned or I am learning from 
my past mistakes and doing something differently, that was extremely helpful. Having that little bit of like growing sense of pride. I was also allowing these like short-term motivations, like being the best ex-wife and kicking ass at divorce and I'll show him he's going to, you know, wish he hadn't let me go, like letting those things kind of pull me forward. And like anchoring into like what feels authentic and aligned for me in terms of how I want to show up, that I want to show up from this place of love because that feels good to me and that feels true to me, not because of what anybody else will think, but that that feels in alignment with who I am and natural to me and starting to listen to those cues and follow them. So, like, it was a really tricky time, but it was also, like, there was a lot of insights that were bubbling up. There were a lot of discoveries. There was a lot of sort of, like, aha moments. But there were also a lot of tears, right? Um, I'm going to talk in the next episode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably pause here for today. But in the next episode, I'm going to talk about like kind of how I navigated the day-to-day because for several months, we were still living together. We were working together in the same office, a small business office, our, our family business. We were working together and seeing each other every day. Um, we were, you know, sort of co-parenting together, navigating like telling our kids about this and what that meant and things in the household and trying to figure out what's next. And so next time I'm going to talk about the real like uncoupling stuff and kind of what that looked and felt like and what tools I started to use because there were several that emerged for me during this time. And I started really like tuning into and noticing what worked well and what didn't. And sort of like following those. But I guess I'll uh, stop today and just like if I title this episode, I would title it, you know, D is for divorce. Uh, and it's also for discomfort and disappointment. But also discovery. Like it was a really challenging, uncomfortable time. But I sat with the discomfort and the disappointment and allowed it to teach me about how I wanted to show up differently moving forward. And there were a lot of lessons that I learned from that discomfort that I carry with me today that have impacted um, and influenced how I choose to show up in relationship now. Um, and with the people I dated after my divorce and in the process of communicating and falling in love with my now husband, I am a much better partner now. I learned a lot about how to love, and I'll talk about some of that as well next time. As a result of sitting with the discomfort and the disappointment and those insights into what I didn't do well, 
I learned from those things and I apply those lessons routinely today. The woman I am and the partner I am and the wife I am is completely influenced and informed by those discoveries during that time in which I was looking back on my first marriage and seeing all the ways in which I'd wish I'd showed up differently, those discoveries absolutely shaped who I am now and how I show up now. And and I think that that's a powerful reminder for all of us, right? Like sometimes things don't work out. Sometimes, right, we don't show up the way we desire to. And sometimes we don't know how, right? Like sometimes our wounding gets in the way. I didn't know then many of the things that I would discover along the way. And even as we were divorcing, looking back, I was discovering things. But I didn't just like see those things and like punish myself for for not doing better. I I noticed those things. I sat with the discomfort. I learned from them. And I applied the lessons moving forward and allowed it to shape who I became and who I've become. And that, I guess for me, again, that makes it worthwhile, right? Like that's that's how we learn and grow. Like this is a desert, like an ever unfolding adventure, right? Like life. Um, and if we're not learning from it, then like, what are we doing here? And and I guess that's part of my personal philosophy. But it's, you know, that's one of the things that guides me and helps me navigate through the discomfort. If I learn from it, and if I apply those lessons moving forward, then it makes it, it doesn't make it okay, but it it helps it be less painful, I guess, than um, not having learned from it, right? Like, so anyway. So that's where I'm going to stop today. And I will connect with you next time. I hope you've enjoyed today's stories and tales from my messy journey of transformation. If any of what you heard today resonates with you and you desire to explore any of the themes further or to be in community and connection, bonus content is available to you. Tips, tools, resources, connection, and more. Visit my website, adventuresinhealing.co and follow the prompts for behind-the-scenes podcast access and bonus content. You will also find information on how to connect with me directly and the mentoring services and programs I offer. My life has become an adventure in healing, discovery, and aliveness, and yours can too. I hope to connect with you soon. Much love, and please remember, live your adventure because you are the magic.